great. And I'm like, you're too young, I don't know. Listen, I want to tell you this. To all you single moms, grandmoms, proud moms, weary moms, spiritual moms, adoptive moms, soccer moms, moms that will one day be moms, happy Mother's Day. It's great to have you here today. Can we pray? Jesus, thank you so much for... um, Thank you so much for revealing a part of yourself in mom. I don't know how you do it, but you do it, and it's amazing to me. I ask God today that we, that we would take a moment and really honor what you've given us in moms. Some here today come with a lot of joy, a lot of excitement. Some here today with a lot of pain and disappointment. I ask God today that whatever the situation today, that they would find you and see you in a whole new way. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen, amen. amen. You know, not all mom relationships are equal, right? You all know that. Some of you have experienced some of the greatest joys and some of the deepest sorrows in the middle of motherhood, either being a mom or maybe even as a daughter. You understand, right, what that would be like, or a son. Hmm. For some today brings up a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. But today's the day we're going to celebrate. You know, I was, I was thinking about a story of our kids when they were little. One of the things that we used to do, we didn't do it often because we were, we're not, uh, we always, anyway, we take our kids to McDonald's periodically, right? You take your kids to McDonald's? Don't look at me. Everyone goes to McDonald's at some point. There's like two of you in the church raising your hands. You've all been to McDonald's for the love of heaven, right? So you don't plan to go there, but you end up there, right? It's one of those things where you're like, you didn't wake up this morning and think, hey, we're going to McDonald's. You just end up there because it's what you got, right? <laughs> right? You're like, okay, then it's McDonald's, right? But you know that when you have little kids there, the one thing they want more than anything else is a Happy Meal, right? Come on now. They want a Happy Meal. Not, not because they want the cheeseburger. Not so much that they even want the French fries, even though those are great. But they want the Happy Meal because of what's inside. Come on. Remember, and, uh, maybe you didn't grow up with Happy Meals. Maybe you grew up with Cracker Jacks, right? And you remember that? Cracker Jacks inside there. So funny. Didn't care what the Cracker Jacks tasted like, even though those were awesome. You just wanted the, the, the lick on tattoos or whatever it was you got, right? Like, I'm all tatted up, right? <laughs> got Scooby-Doo right here. I think motherhood is like getting a Happy Meal. I think motherhood's a lot like getting a Happy Meal. Go up there and you make your order, you do your, 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 you know it's on the way, but you don't know what you get till you get there. You don't know what you get till you open that bag up and you see inside that bag. You don't know if that little person's got hair or no hair, if he's got his father's nose or your nose, hoping one or the other, I know you do. You're like, my poor wife, when you, you see Polly, remember she, we, I remember we were engaged, she would put her hands around my head and she would say, Jesus' name, small-headed children. <laughs> All the time. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I like my head. She's like, just trust me, Jesus. <laughs> if you know what that means, you know what I'm talking about, right? So she, I remember that moment, right? So I could tell you, um, motherhood is like a happy meal. You open it up and you see this bundle of joy. I remember um, getting ready for our first baby and, and trying to figure out how to paint the room and do all the things, and I did what every dad's not supposed to do, and I built the crib in the living room, realizing you can't get it through the door, so I had to, <laughs> right? How many dads did that? 
Right, you build it in the living room because there's space and you get into it. You're like, oh, shoot, you got to take it apart and put it into the bedroom. Right? We did all that stuff and not knowing what you were going to come up with. You know, this morning I want to try something a little bit different. You notice I have a couple of stools up here, four stools, because I want to invite some friends up here that you know and love who are going to talk with us this morning a little bit about Mother's Day. Now, you know, today we've been talking about, in our, in our church over this year, we've been talking about encounter, right? That's our theme for the year. Today we're going to be talking about encountering motherhood. What does it mean to encounter motherhood? How do you encounter Jesus? Two of them are going to talk from the perspective of being a daughter. And two of them are going to talk from the perspective of being a mommy. So you join me in welcoming four lovely ladies to the stage. Laura right in the middle there. Awesome. So all of you guys, many of you remember, know these young ladies. They're amazing people. So I'm going to have them go down the row here, if you would. And uh, maybe we can start with Diane, because she has the microphone. Is Diane, why don't you tell us uh, who you are and uh, how many babies or grandbabies you have and maybe what you do here at Future Sound Foursquare. Bonjour. Just got back from... <laughs> I just got back from a 12-day cruise in the Mediterranean, so I learned a new word. Um, but I could not wait to get home. So my name is Diane Bradley, and I am the kids pastor here at Tudisan Foursquare. And I have three wonderful sons, which means I have three awesome daughter-in-laws who have given me nine wonderful grandchildren. That's awesome. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. I'm Polly. I'm the other half of Pastor Lance over there, and I want to go on a 12-day cruise. Yes, there you go. Honey, can we? <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> so I am a proud mom of three amazing kids, um, Jansen, Michael Lynn, and Bailey, and one amazing grandbaby, Filson. So awesome. It is pretty awesome. And... Um, what do I do here? Um, I keep Lance going along with Heather. It takes two ladies to keep Lance yeah, in, yeah, right. in place. But um, my heart is just to love all of you and um, serve you. So you guys are a blessing. That's awesome. Yay. Well, good morning again. Um, my name is Laura, and I'm the worship pastor here. And I have been blessed with two absolutely incredible children, Grayson and Adelaide. You will know them because they will be running around outside by the playground. <laughs> um, but it, it's just been wonderful to have them here. So, yeah. Good morning. Yay! My name is Heather, and I am the executive pastor here, and I am the mama to two amazing young adult children, Malia and Makai. Makai said, Mom, don't tell them I'm here. My son is here. He's back from college. He's back from college for this summer, so it's a happy mama day indeed. In fact, Makai, we'd like you to share a few words. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, as you're up here, I want to ask you a couple of questions just about your role either as a daughter or as a mom, you know, so I want to uh, maybe ask you this question. Heather, you encountered God through motherhood at some point. What is one way that you, that it impacted your life uh, that you've encountered God in motherhood? 
So let me get up my Happy Meal here so I can share with you. One of the things I did not anticipate um, when I became a mom was that I would go from a bit of a prickly character to somebody who um, had a soft inside and was vulnerable. Uh, nothing exposed vulnerability like when I became a mom to my kids. Can you squeeze that thing? Yeah, it kind of lights up, I think, if I... There we go. Can you see, see it lighting up? See, it actually so has some mom, surprise you get, joy. You get bunk, you start lightning. That's right. As a mom. That's right. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Laura, how about you? How have you did encounter God through motherhood? So, opening up my little box in here. If I were my little self, I'd be so excited to get this. It's a cute little heart. Um, I encountered... Um, I'm going from the perspective of a daughter, actually. So I encountered um, sacrificial love from my mama. She was somebody who pretty much embodied who Jesus was to all of us. Um, she laid down her life at, and gave up so much of her rights uh, to all of us kiddos. There's actually five of us in my family. So, and she was also a single mom. So she was, she's just absolutely incredible. So my little toy, which is a little heart, represents who my mom was. That's awesome. How about you, honey? Okay, you're going to see a magic trick. This net just came out of this box. <laughs> okay, here's a net. It's not for fishing, I guess. Oh, thank you. Um, for me, a perspective of what I've learned being a mom, um, Jesus has shown me so much about his grace. You know what I found out? Oh, I'm not perfect. I tried. I tried so hard. But seeing this net just reminds me how God, he's always been around me. He's caught me. And the greatest thing is that in my weakness, that's where he becomes strong. And what a freedom. I want to speak to you moms. There is such a freedom in being okay with who you are. I tried so long. I remember writing in journals and saying, why do I feel like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole? And for so long, I just felt like I was supposed to be somebody better, you know, more efficient, more this, more that. But God has given me a freedom to know I can be exactly who I am be encouraged in that, moms. You're exactly who God's made you to be, and it's in your weak times that you get to share who Jesus is with your kids. That's what stands out. It's not about how great we are. It's about what we do in our weakness. So rejoice in who God's made you to be. So good. So in my happy meal, I have my perspective is from a daughter's standpoint, and I have binoculars. And I learned from my mom. <laughs> um, so the perspective of discernment and wisdom. And sometimes it's turned around like this. And I learned that from my mom. She really, um, in providing for us, just a, holidays were special. And who knew that I would love holidays as much as she did. And that was such great wisdom for me because it, it um, set my life up for what I would love to do. And my mom was a great model of that. But just the discernment, and I saw it over and over again, 
um, how she, you know, pro provided for us and just um, knew things that we would want, like for Christmas. I mean, it was pretty amazing sometimes, uh, especially that one time when she told me I was going to get, um, you're getting something you really want, and but it rattled. I couldn't figure it out, and I opened it up, and inside was really what I wanted, a green Mustang car. So... I put it out in the driveway, it was snowy, and I talked to my friends on the phone, guess what I got for Christmas? <laughs> a car. <laughs> but my mom was really wise like that, and it was so helpful for me when it came time to just recognizing that each of my children were different, and how to um, meet them where they're at, and to, we had basically um, the same ground rules, but each of them was different, and you learned how to treat them different, and I learned that from my mom. That's really good. Thank you, Dan. It's amazing. So, so with that, um, you all experience God through um, you all experience God at some point in this motherhood journey, you know. And so you you open up your Happy Meals and you have this prickly ball that's soft sometimes and rubbery, and then you have a heart and a net and binoculars. And all of you, at some point, through either the eyes of a daughter or a, a mom experience something? What, what, is, what is something you experience God in motherhood through, in other words, or in the church or somehow, some way you experience that level of intimacy with the Lord in the process of motherhood? So when I, first off, uh, the Lord took me when I was prickly still, right? I could come before him even when I had kind of a tough exterior or a tough shell. The Lord took me exactly as I was. But when I learned how to be vulnerable, when I learned my heart was living outside of my body, it, it uh, made my level of intimacy with Jesus that much greater. That skill that I learned, that not skill, but that um, emotion that I learned through motherhood helped me to grow a deeper level of intimacy with my father, that I could come before him with the soft exterior. And I could say, Jesus, I need you. I'm desperate to be vulnerable for him, to lay it all out. Um, so that's how that translated into my spiritual journey with Jesus. Yeah, for me, um, gosh, you don't know what it's like to be selfish, right, until you have your a child. Or if you're just babysitting a child for the first time, you realize, oh, I'm a little selfish. I like my quiet time. I like it like this. Why did you do the toilet paper like that? <laughs> Um, um, and so for me, with sacrificial love kind of at the center, I realized right away how much God loves me through my mom because of what she really genuinely gave up. Uh, we were, I was really little when my parents actually divorced, and my mom decided on a whim she didn't have an education, so she decided she was going to go back to school. So she so called. How old, how old were you when that happened? I was eight years old. So she went back to school, and uh, my aunt came and actually lived with us for two years. So she was sort of a live-in mama. So I got two mamas. And for two years, she worked, or she studied to become a nurse. She became a nurse, and after two years, she went to work. And she worked sometimes two or three jobs. She would go... She would work the night shift, come in the morning, get us ready for school, and then she'd sleep, and then she'd pick us up from school, and then kind of do the dinner thing, and my aunt kind of helped out there too, and then she'd go back to work, and that was kind of um, the routine for so long, 
But in that, she was so particular about recognizing exactly what each one of us needed. So it spanned from me, who was uh, my brother, who was nine, me, eight, all the way down to a brand new baby. So she would have been maybe seven months. Wow. So seven months. And um, sometimes I look back and I think, how in the world did you do that? But I know how she did it. She was so compelled by making sure that we had all that we needed, which in some ways she just laid down her life for us in that way. And so um, I learned so much about God's love through my mom because of that. I learned that um, it's never really ever about what I can get. It's never ever about how perfect things can line up. It's always about whether or not I'm fully surrendered to him, who through him I can do the things that I need to do even now as a mama. So so good. Thank you. It's <clears throat> good. Okay, so um, what I've learned um, just through Jesus and the intimacy that he's walked me through, through being a mom, um, okay, I have something else in here. So Lance and I had three beautiful children right here. So I got to have some um, um, some uh, lessons in grace, like, you know, wanting your kids to be a certain way, wanting them to act a certain way. It's like, remember being in church and like, oh my gosh, what kid is on those drums? And it's like, oh my gosh, get off that platform. It's like, that's my kid. Her kid. Yeah, her, her kid. kid. <laughs> um, but you know, just like when, you, when you're out, we can kind of put on that face and, um, and have it all together, put your best foot forward. But in the home, your kids really see who you are. And this has been an amazing um, practice ground for me. It's been painful because, in all honesty, um, I've had to wear shoes in my life um, as a strong Christian woman that I never thought I was going to wear, that I was going to um, experience things that I thought, honestly, that because I'm a Christian, I'm a strong Christian, that that can't touch me. But like I said a little bit ago, it's through the hard things. Um, it's through dying to who we are and living to who Jesus is. And today, I'm so grateful. All, all of our kids are um, grown out of the house. And um, I have such an amazing relationship with them that, um, you know, there's so many things. As moms, we look at so many times the negative things the hard things, oh, why did I do that? Why should, I should have done this. But you know what? Our kids look at the heart of who we are. And it doesn't mean that we have to be a perfect mom. It just means that we get to show Jesus in those moments. And I just want to do this too, because I have more things in here. So in the body of Christ, I like a big meal. <laughs> in the body of Christ, look at, this is what happens too. I just want to bring all of you into this. This is you in my little, um, oh, there's two more of you. So look at, wow, this net is pretty heavy. It's almost bending. But you know what? Look at the grace, because this is what God's shown me. Look what happens. We all come together. We're really in close proximity to each other. And sometimes we can irritate each other. But you know what? Look at what is holding us all together. It's not one person holding this net up. Jesus is the one that holds us all together. And I want this 
um, this place of worship to be a place where you can walk through these doors. I'm going to get emotional. You don't have to put on the smile and pretend like everything's fine. We, I speak for myself, come through these doors and be who you are. The grace of God holds us together and we learn from each other. Yes, we might hurt each other or offend one another, but you know what? Um, that's what family is. We just walk through, we just keep going through together. So this is a place that we have grace for one another and love for one another. And most of all, Jesus is the one holding us. Well, the way that being a uh, mom affected my journey with Jesus is, oh my goodness, you get so close to him because you meet up with so many circumstances and situations. You're like, I have no clue. What should I do? Lord, what is your wisdom? What is your discernment in this? And I found that I had... Even though my mom didn't live in close proximity to me when I was raising my boys, there were lots of other moms at church. And so I would lean into them and ask them questions and ask for their wisdom. And it was amazing because God spoke through them. And lots of times God spoke through my husband to give me wisdom. But I can remember things like my 14-year-old son saying, Hey, a friend of mine, we want to backpack into the mountains by ourselves for three days. And I'm like, I don't think so. And their dad says, oh, yeah, I think they can do that. And I'm like, OMG, <laughs> because they have done it before. And, you know, with boys, you kind of have to let, give them a really long chain. You can't try to keep them, pull them up so close. I had three of those. Or you have a son who says, I think that I, um, God's calling me to go to China for the summer rather than spend time doing an internship so that you know you have a job after you graduate from college. And... Um, and at first, you know, he reminded me, he said to me, but mom, I thought of all the people you would understand oh. the call of God on my heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know what? He went to China that summer and he met his wife. So, and they're here today. I'll tell you that. Um, and they have the four, the cutest little boys ever. So in those kind of situations, listening to God and having wisdom, and even though my mom's heart was not excited about my son backpacking into the wilderness, my son going to China, or another time he went to Alaska, and oh, by the way, can I borrow your car for the summer to take it there? Um, those are just those kind of situations. Or my other son who said, yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten my degree in criminal justice, but I decided I don't want to be a policeman anymore, so I'm going to change my direction. <laughs> God has a plan. And even when they were little, you could just see how God worked that out and how God placed people in their lives, people from church, from like Good News Clubs, their Sunday school teachers, just people that they knew that we hung around with at church, just poured into their lives. And I know, without a shadow of a doubt, that they are the men they are today because so many people loved on them and shared Jesus with them. And that's why it's my heart as a kids pastor that we need you. We, these kids need other people to speak into their lives and to love them. And just because nowadays, you know, we come from either a dysfunctional family, whatever that means, blended family. It, there's so many different scenarios, but they need to know that when they come in, like I've mentioned before, that Steve Hawthorne is at the door and they can do high five with him. You know, that someone recognizes them, someone sees them. So the church just really became a teaching ground for me. And how many of you remember James Dobson? Yeah. 
So we lived in um, Eugene, Oregon, and I listened to him faithfully. I mean, my life was just like, I got to hear what he has to say. We moved to Edgerton, which is in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming, to pastor our first church. And there was no, there's a Christian radio station, but they didn't, well, there was no Christian radio station. And I'm mysterious. We moved there in June, and I prayed like a hot moment every day. <laughs> and in September, I believe, as an answer to my prayers, a Christian radio station came to Casper, and they had James Dobson, and my life was complete. <laughs> There you go. Man, I, he was such a great inspiration for us and to give wisdom. But God always shows up um, when you need him. And my favorite verse has always been, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And it is so true. And I never, ever would have guessed where God had, would lead us when we graduated from Bible college and got married that we would be here at this place, living by all of our children, all of our grandkids, and fulfilling a huge passion of my heart, and that's teaching, pe teaching kids about Jesus. So, so just good. hang on. Buckle up, buttercup. Ah, it's a I great it. ride. <clears throat> you know, it's um, uh, my kids, by the way, my, when, when Focus on the Family with Dr. James Dobson was on, my son used to think it was called Pocus in the Family. <laughs> so, focus in you know, I uh, remember that video or that, that scene in the big fat Greek wedding when the lady says, you know, you might be the head, but I am the neck that turns the head. Amen. Right? The, the wife, the mommy. <laughs> the mommy is the neck that turns the head. Right? So, uh, you know, it's always funny. I, I always believe that the, uh, the, the dad in the family, in my opinion, um, is, ha carries the most powerful position on planet Earth, the father. Carries a, uh, because you're, you're representative of who God is. But I believe that the mom role in, in family is literally the most influential role on planet Earth. And what I mean by that is some of the stuff that you were all sharing, which was uh, that I had an opportunity to help frame my children, to help discover their gifts. I think it's a role that a mom does, is they're able to see. And that's sometimes the things that causes sparks and the things that causes such joy, right? You know that there's something in them. And, and you know, Diane's story of her, her son going off to China, that idea of, Mom, I thought you would believe because he felt all along, probably that she was telling him, you got this, whatever it is you can do, you can do, until he finally pulls the, uh, I'm going to do that chord, right? And then it... So ladies, there's, there are ladies in here today, some of them who are um, not super happy with how things went, either as a daughter or as a mom. Uh, maybe they're, they're here this morning and there's this sense of brokenness and hurt and pain, or maybe somebody here is a son uh, of, of a relationship with their mom that wasn't the greatest. What's something that, if you had a minute, just to share something encouraging from your heart today, other than what you've already shared, that you could share? Any of you have anything you'd like to say? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a real thing. And I'm sure that each and every one of you in here um, can recall some painful memory that you experienced with your mom or through parenting your own children or through wanting to be a mom, all the things. Um, I would say that working through forgiveness and keeping your gaze mm. on Jesus will help to bring healing in those deepest places of your hearts. And uh, someday maybe I'll share, but I've walked my own journey through some hurts and some pains. Um, and it's been a long road, and I continue to place my hope in Jesus and the freedom that he has given me to love in a different way today has been um, unbelievable, I, amazing. He has intervened in my life. And so I would say to you today, if there are pains in your life, 
around the area of motherhood in whatever capacity, would you just take those things to the foot of the cross? Amen. Gaze upon Jesus's face. And it's not just a one-time action. It's a daily surrendering, those hurts and pains. But Jesus, I will promise you that God shows up in those moments. Amen. Amen. So earlier I said from stage that the greatest gift that my mom gave me was the gift of Jesus. And I tell you what, if you can start there as the foundational principle for anyone that is you get to influence in your life or whether or not you have your own children, it's the thing that actually rescues you from the emotions and the emotional roller coaster that we go on as mamas. Um, one of the things I'm really learning about right now is guilt. Um, the mom guilt, did I do enough? Oh, I should have. I think they're like this because if I had done this... And I was just reading the other day in a book, actually, and the man who wrote this book said something about guilt, and he was saying that um, guilt is actually a positive thing in some way, and here's how we can turn it around. He said, when you realize that guilt, we get guilt because of something that happens or that we've done, but with Jesus, what he does is he turns it around, right? And he says, I've made all things new. You were right in right standing before me. So how does that relate to me as a mom? It relates to me as a mom because when I am showing my kids that, or like when my kids are feeling guilty or upset or shamed or shameful or when I'm feeling guilty, upset, or full of shame because of something I may have done in failure because of my own human weakness, I get to say, wait a second, Jesus, you forgave me. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus, you empower me. Oh, that's right. And I get to do the exact same thing for my kids. So it takes the onus of pressure off of me to be perfect. It takes the onus of pressure off of my husband and off of us as the head of our home to have it all together. Because there isn't anybody that has it all together except for Jesus. Amen. And if we can model that to our kids, they're going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. good. So I'm sitting here thinking that's a big... Um, question, but the thing that comes to my mind is the power of prayer. You know, sometimes we say, well, all I can do is pray. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm always convicted when I say that or I hear that because that's the best place that we can start. I remember one specific time, one of our kids, um, they were a teenager and they were making choices that were breaking our hearts. And I remember um, them leaving the house and I came and I just laid down. I collapsed in front of the kitchen sink. And you know that cry when you just cry from your gut. And I felt so powerless. Like, what can I do? It's like, wait a minute. When you feel like you're making the right choices as a parent, you're being an example. You know, there's a daddy's love. I mean, all the things. And then it still goes sideways. Um, but I just remember crying out to God and, you know, there is such power when we pray, even if it's a heart towards your mom, you know, maybe it's that relationship towards your mom and you have such pain and hurt. Jesus wants us to come to him with those things. Just be honest with where you are. And um, I know I'm speaking to hearts that you've experienced this or God wants you to experience this with him. So... Um, 
God is a God that can be trusted, and he never allows us to go through anything for nothing. Lance and I um, had two miscarriages, one before I was my very first pregnancy, and one was the very last, last um, after our third one was born. And I remember being so devastated, so disappointed. It's like, God, why would you take that away from me? And the Lord showed me, um, when I think of trust, I go back to that time because the Lord spoke to me and he said, Polly, I will never allow you to go through something that does not bring glory. And it's not just about me. Today, years later, I get to sit here with a microphone in my hand and somebody else's has or will experience that. And what God has comforted me with then I get to be that vessel to comfort others with. So don't forget the power of prayer. God loves our kids, and he loves our relationships more than we could ever imagine. Amen. So I'm reminded of the story of the prodigal son and how even after the son left and did all the things and then came home, how he was welcomed. And I just want to say to you that you will have those times in your life when your children make decisions that you're not very happy about. And yet I still think they need to know that your door is always open. That doesn't mean you're condoning what they're doing. That doesn't mean that you're going to support them in some bad decisions. It just means that they need to know that you love them and that God loves them. And um, we experience some of that. You know, I know what it's like to get a phone call at 4.30 in the morning, from the uh, collect phone call at 4.30 in the morning from the county jail. I know what it's like to uh, talk to a bail bondsman. I know what it's like to stand in court, or my husband does, with um, sons that need to stand before the judge. But in all of that, I knew that God loved him more than I did, and that he would make good whatever it was they were experiencing because of prayer. And there were women who were very close to me. I didn't share our family secrets with a ton of people. But there was a couple women that I could just say, please pray for us, please pray for me, please please pray for my son. And they did, and we saw the evidence of it. But I literally believe, and one time one of them wrote me a note and said, Mom and Dad, you love me too much. Mm. And I thought, I don't care. <laughs> but they recognized it. And so just you put, you know, you do what you can wherever you start, even though you may have come to know Jesus later on and your mm -hmm. children are grown. You can start now by showing them that kind of love that only Jesus can, and you can support them and pray for them. And many a time, you know, you have, they come back and they say, Mom, would you pray for me? Or, Mom, did you pray for me about this certain thing? Because whenever I do it, I get sick. <laughs> I, yeah, we did. <laughs> but um, the power of your prayer, your trust that God loves them more than you, and being able to release them, hold them before him with an an open hand, super hard, let me tell you, but it really pays off, and then you need to allow God to do the work in their lives. Some of us just have to learn by experience. You know, we can tell them, oh, you shouldn't do this because this will happen. I think I've done that in my life, gone ahead and done things, and people said, you know, maybe you should, but we just need to hold them with open hands before the Lord and allow God to do the work in their lives because they're not us. And we, um, and I would have, I never would have guessed that my boys are doing what they're doing now, ever. But God had a plan. And I'm so glad that he allowed me to kind of step out of the way most of the time um, 
to allow God to do the work in them. And now I have the experience with my grandkids because we have one that's graduating and I'm not sure what she's going to be doing next. But again, you know, I have thoughts of what I think she should be doing, but I can't. I've got to wait and pray and ask God to reveal what his plan for her is. So there's so much of that trust and praying and letting God and then bringing other people in to help pray with you because sometimes it's a pretty heavy burden. That's good. So you, you got to get a chance to see. I could bring any number of, of you mommies up here or to share about motherhood and your experiences, All I, any number of you. I wanted to bring a, a handful of our pastors. This isn't all of them. We could have had a whole stage full. But I'll tell you this. Um, I want you to see your pastors, that they're real, that they've um, tripped and fallen, that they've struggled, that they've trusted, that they've cried out, that they didn't measure up that they felt like they were not enough, that they felt watched and felt like they weren't presenting well, all of those things. But at the end of the day, um, they're serving Jesus with all their hearts. Aren't you glad you have pastors like this? Come on. I have one more question that I wanted to ask each of you. I think it's super important that you see. I wanted to ask them the question, how they are most like their mother. And, uh, and, and so I, I have a little bit of a surprise for them, but I, in asking them how they're like their mothers, and my fear was is it would come across, well, a little tainted, so watch the screens. I asked their husbands to answer this question. Is Polly most like her mom? That's funny. She is most like her mom in the kitchen. Well, not what you think. Polly and her mom both share this common trait. Well, they will stand in the kitchen and eat their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They won't sit down, they won't go to the table, nothing. They stand and eat at the counter. It is the funniest thing. No, actually, you know, Polly's most like her mom. She's most like her mom uh, in how she loves. My mother-in-law is one of the most loving, caring, giving people I know. And Polly is just like that. So super thankful both for Polly and for my mother-in-law. Love you. Happy Mother's Day, Mom and Polly. Oh, Heather is like her mom. Well, when it comes to health, like her mom is really into like thinking about health stuff and being healthy and lots of stuff. So it's funny. Heather is always into uh, exercising and being healthy and watching what we eat. And so that is how she's like her mom. It is funny, but it is amazing also. It's one of the things I love about her. Happy Mother's Day, babe. So my wife's mother's name is Marge, and Marge was a, a special lady. She knew how to uh, make a party happen, and she would always uh, always be the, the life of the party wherever she was at. And I find that my wife is that way. She can have a party just about any time with just about anybody, so she's, she's good at that. The other thing that Marge was good at was she, in bingo, won $50 once, and she kind of uh, spent that $50 over and over again. Every time I talked to her husband, John, he would say, well, she's out spending that $50 again. <laughs> My wife is kind of like that. She will get $50 on a, uh, uh, like a um, gift card or something, and she will spend that once. And then she'll say, oh, well, this is my gift card. Oh, well, this is my gift card. Oh, well, this is my gift card. And pretty soon, I'm saying, I think that gift card is spent. But she's still working on it. That is awesome. That's my wife, Diane. How is my wife 
most like her mother. Hmm. Well, um, they are both very uh, different in a lot of ways and very similar in a lot of ways. Um, one thing that many of you may not know about my wife is that she is 50% Irish and 50% uh, Puerto Rican. And she gets the Irish from her mother. Um, <clears throat> and not to be too stereotypical, um, but one common trait that they both share is they both might be a little bit on the stubborn side. A little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I think it's that same um, stubbornness and tenacity that allowed my mother-in-law to, as a single mother, raise five kids that to this day still um, love the Lord and serve Him. And I think it's that same um, stubbornness and tenacity that I see in Laura that's caused her to push into the Lord um, through hard times in her life. Um, and it is what continues to make her such a rock and anchor for our family. And so for that um, trait, I am very grateful. Come on. <clears throat> It's awesome. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, you're right. I literally was going to say I'm stubborn. <laughs> so good job, babe. All right. These guys didn't know I was going to do that, so it's even more fun. Watching them. What? That's awesome. Lance and your secret video there you go. projects. Well, there's more. Uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, so as we're closed up today, I, I want to pray for you. I know that Mother's Day is one of those days that can feel real close to the heart. It can really be great. It can be really, really difficult. But I want to pray for you today. Can we do that? And, and may I have these, these pastor mamas reach out their hands and just pray over you. So if you're here in the crowd and uh, any one of you, even as a son or a daughter, I want you to just receive this today. So Lord, today we come and we just pray over this church. Lord, every person that's in this room and every person that's watching church at home, God, we ask right now for your blessing. Lord, we, we ask for your healing, Lord, from the stories of Mamas that, uh, that did their best and mamas that uh, felt like they didn't do their best. I just pray, God, that every person here who connects to mom, Lord, one way or another, Lord, would find your healing. Jesus, I thank you so much for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, bring healing. Amen. 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 Can we say thank you to our pastor mamas? Why don't you stand to your feet? Awesome. God bless you today. I hope you have a great afternoon. Happy Mother's Day.